Is everyone feeling spooked out by all the technology we're using right now? Uh, no. Nah. Yeah, because none of my shit works ever, so. (laughs) It's not advanced enough to be scary. (laughs) Sometimes I get a little freaked out when I look and I see the little green light on for the camera. Like, who's in there? Yeah, there was a Black Mirror episode about that. Be careful about what kind of porn you're watching. That's all I'll say. That's true. Oh, That's true. Mm -hmm. You heard it here first. Pornies. Be careful what kind of porn you're watching. <laughs> yeah. Did you say pornies? <laughs> yeah, I guess that's that's what that's we're what gonna... they call them. You know, people who watch porn. <laughs> Those mm. are called people. Yeah. <laughs> no, <Humans>. pornies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I asked this question because we're talking about Black Mirror season Woo! five. Season five. And to get us started. What is your favorite Black Mirror episode ever? Not from this season, just ever, ever. Before we answer, let's just say, spoiler warning for Black Mirror, just because if we talk about any of the episodes in this introduction part, spoiler warning. If you, do, if you haven't watched Black Mirror and you want to, I would recommend going and watching it and then coming back mm-hmm. because it is the type of show that benefits from... Not knowing what's going to happen when you go into it. Amen. I think. Cool. On that note, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, <laughs> this is Kelly. My favorite Black Mirror episode ever is Be Right Back, which is, I think, either from season one or two. I, th- you know, I think it might be the first episode of season two, but it's hard to say yeah. because by the time I was watching Black Mirror, like, those two seasons were already out. Yeah. So. Netflix put them out, like, together after, like, they had acquired them from whatever, you know, British thing they were on before. <laughs> um, but anyway, Be Right Back, if you don't remember, is the episode starring Domhnall Gleeson and an actress whose name I should know because it's rude <laughs> that I know his and not hers. Domhnall Gleeson and an actress. An actress. Uh, let me look that up real quick. Wow. It is series two, episode one. Oh my gosh. Do and I get a treat for getting that right? Yes. You I do. feel like I should. Thank you. Okay, I'm really glad I, I looked this up because it turns out it's Haley Atwell. And at the time, I didn't know That's who she was. That's what I thought. That's who I thought it but was. But now I do. Yeah. She's in Marvel stuffs mm-hmm. and other things too. Um, anyway, the episode is basically about a woman who, uh, her husband dies in a car accident, and she finds out that there is a service that can download all of a person's online interactions, including their email and all their social media, and then they can form a sort of, like, copy of a person's personality and then put it into a robot body that looks exactly like the person. And then they can send you that thing. So she basically orders a robot version of her husband. But the only things that this robot knows are the way that her husband presented himself online. Oh. Basically. Um, and it's really, really great. Yes. Sad. It's very sad. But it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I love it's it. It's a very good one. It's up there. It's one of my favorites, too. Um, yeah. This is Emily. My favorite 
um, is San Junipero, which is that season three? Three. Yeah. Yeah, it's season three. All I know is after I watched San Junipero, I like had to take a little break from Black Mirror before because like I got so emotional about that episode. Um, I think the thing that's really cool about that one um, is it's it's dealing with a lot of issues, not just like technological issues, but um, issues of like moving on after losing someone and sort of like ethical issues of, you know, living on forever, essentially. Mm -hmm. So basically the premise is um, that you, before you die, you can upload your consciousness into a computer so that you can like live in this virtual world forever and never die. Um, or, I mean, like, depending on what you consider being alive, you know? Um, and there are a couple of different Black Mirror episodes that deal with that issue of, like, consciousness um, and what it means to be a person. Because there are a couple of episodes we can talk about where people's consciousnesses are duplicated and there are, like, copies of them. Um, and both of those copies feel like they're the real one. Um, so, like, what is, which one is real? And so it's kind of dealing with that. Um, but I don't know. It's really hard to explain because a lot's going on in this, but, um, I think the thing that really got me is, you know, the, at the center of the story, it is a romance, but it's bittersweet. It's these two women, they're both old, but they go and they, you can kind of like visit the virtual world, um, to kind of like check it out. Even like some people live there and some people just visit. So they're just visiting, um, and they meet each other and they fall, fall in love. And one of them is planning on eventually, like she knows she's sick and she wants to enter the world, that world forever. Um, and the other one, um, feels very conflicted about it. Her husband died and she still misses her husband. And she sort of ha- has this feeling of like, why should I live? Like what? would be the purpose of like living on in this world if he can't be there, you know? Um, so I don't know. I get, I like tear up just even thinking about it because like it's, it's tough. Like, I don't know. Like there's, there's a sort of like guilt surrounding like being alive after someone you care about has died and like wondering like, why should I, you know? And that's sort of like, multiplied times a thousand when you're like, I could live forever. But why should I be able to do that when like someone else wasn't able to? Um, but that's just like a small little pinch of what's going on in the episode. That's just the part that resonated with me most. But um, yeah. it's a really beautiful episode too. Um, the world they enter visually. into yeah, visually, the world they enter into is like this like hyper color, like eighties world, but they also like visit a couple of different time periods. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, it, I love it. It's, it's like for a Black Mirror episode, it has a really happy ending, which is mm-hmm. not like, again, for a Black Mirror episode, it's still like bittersweet, but it's still like you, yeah. you, it's very like touching. So that was nice. That was yeah. a nice change. I love, I love fucked up endings, but it was just sort of like nice to have <laughs> a surprise ending and the fact that I was like, oh, I'm surprised it actually like kind of worked out in a way. So 
Yeah, because yeah. Black Mirror is like, it's pretty on brand for Black Mirror episodes to end terribly. Right. So the whole time <laughs> I was watching San Junipero, the first time I was like, I know that it's probably not going to work out, but I really wanted to because like, um, these women are amazing and like, they deserve to be happy, you know? So mm-hmm. I don't know. And uh, it's good. It's a really good. And the the two actresses, I'm going to fuck up their names because I'm not looking at anything. It's Mackenzie Davis, right? It is Mackenzie Davis and Gugu Mbathra. Yes. Thank you. So, yeah, they're (laughs) gorgeous women, by the way. Amazing. Um, Especially Gugu Mbathra. Like, I mean, not to downplay Mackenzie Davis, but dear God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I was very just in love with the premise, in love with the characters, the acting. Like, it's. It just was like 10 out of 10 for me. It was just like blown away by it. So that was my really long explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Time for part three of our four-part intro. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mary. I will I will briefly say I also really love Be Right Back and uh, San Junipero. I would also throw the USS Callister in there because... Oh, that and that's too. another one like that's dealing fun. with copying consciousnesses. Yes, it's another one dealing with copying consciousnesses. It's got me and Susan's boy, Jimmy Simpson, in yep. playing a real creep. Yeah, boy. Um, but <laughs> it's really good, and it kind of, like, riffs on classic Star Trek a little bit, which is fine. I will say, though, like, a hot contender for one of my favorite episodes is in this season we're about to discuss. I'm excited to get to talk about that. Yeah. Me too. That's all I'll say. All right. Uh, This is Susan. I'll be quick with this because I've only seen four episodes of this whole show, including (laughs) the three from this season. (laughs) So the other one I saw was my favorite one, which was, I'm pretty sure it was the first episode of season three. It's the one with Bryce Dallas Howard. I'm not sure the title. Nosedive. 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 Also a very, like, visually stunning episode. Yeah, I thought she was great in it. Like, I remember just being like, I don't know what is about to happen, but I just, like, couldn't stop watching her. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also, so I sat down to watch Black Mirror knowing that the first episode of the first season was the one where the guy fucks a pig. Mm -hmm. And I, when I, like, pulled it up on Netflix, it automatically put me to season three because that's what had just come out. I thought I was watching season one. So you, you were, were like, when is the pig fucking happening? Yeah, I was like, how on earth <laughs> does this get to that point? Like, I can't figure out a way. I mean, I watched for probably 20 minutes before. I was like, this has got to be a different season. <laughs> so anyway, I've never actually seen the pig fucking episode. It's really not that bad. Like, it's I mean, not it's that bad. Horrible... It's also not a great episode. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, it's very shocking when you don't know that that's what's going to happen because I did not know. How, what was yeah. going to happen when I watched? I mean, obviously, I knew pig fucking was on the table. Yeah, that it's comes not up like he early. fucks a pig on screen. Like it's, I mean, I mean, it's it's not people, like, off screen. Out. It's you're watching his face during it. Yeah, but like it's, I don't know. It's really not that bad. God, I just like, feel so bad for that. Nose dive is not bad episode for sure. <laughs> Those yeah. are different episodes. Those are different. So I did read a lot of stuff, like, in the past couple weeks about, like, I read a lot of those articles where it's, like, every episode of Black Mirror ranked, and then I read, so I've read, like, summaries of almost all of them, I think, because of that. So I know which ones you guys are talking about, 
and I've seen yeah. stills from them. But well, I definitely, them, like, so. I'm going go to go back and and watch it eventually. Yeah, you, I think you'll like it. I will. No, I'm. Was I the want still to from that one episode just like the this. guy's face, or was it just the pig's face? <laughs> Or was it like a split screen of the guy's face and the pig's face? (laughs) No. I want everyone to know that I do think it's deeply fucked up that a person would fuck a pig. Um, Yes. Just to clarify. Also, just to clarify, he didn't want to fuck the pig. He did not want to fuck the pig. All right, let's be clear. Like, he was forced to do it. Okay? Yeah. Right. Just want to make sure. Let's um, get into season five, which again, we're going to spoil. Um, There's no pig fucking. Spoiler number one. Yeah. <laughs> I think we should just talk about each episode individually, yeah. but like within a some kind time of time frame. constraint. <laughs> and then yeah. kind of talk about, you know, where this fits as a whole season with the rest of the series. Sounds good. Which I'll watch eventually. I can't really comment on that part myself. We'll just but have to listen to the experts. Let's get into episode Uno, which was Striking Vipers, which is a cool title, I think. Yes, it is. I think so, too. All right. I made a note here that it's directed by the same person who directed San Junipero and Be Right Back, which we just noted as a couple of our faves. So did you go into this with super high hopes then? No, because I didn't look. I didn't know that until after I watched it. Okay. I didn't know either. Um, Basic premise of this episode is that two um friends who were they hung out in college a lot um haven't seen each other in a while and they reunite at a birthday party and then they start playing this video game that they used to play together but now it's like one of those kind of augmented reality experiences where they're really in the game and once they're in the game together they start banging Mm -hmm. um yeah I mean, they're in the game. Two male friends. Did we mention that? Yeah, game. two male friends. Sorry, straight male friends. Um, two straight, ostensibly straight, identifying <laughs> male friends. Straight identifying yeah. male friends. Um, one of them in the game is um, playing a female character. The other is a male character. So they're having like what looks like heterosexual sex in the game. But we find out later that the one that's playing a woman has uh, dabbled with other types of sex. In the game, mm-hmm. including yeah, in the fucking game. a bear. Yeah, the greatest <laughs> moment of any episode of possibly any Black Mirror season ever is when he says, "I fucked a polar bear and I still couldn't get you off my mind." <laughs> I mean, true love. That's romance. <laughs> Honestly, so no, no pig fucking, but a mention of polar bear. Fucking, yeah. So, so the the man who is the male character in the game is married in real life. And this starts to become a problem because he's like not interested in actually sleeping with his wife. Um, cause he's having a lot of video game sex. Um, he feels like it's cheating. The other guy keeps saying it's not cheating. They also say it doesn't feel gay. Uh, let's talk about those things. So I could see how for, um, so the, the guy who's married, his name is Danny. He's played by Anthony Mackie. I can see that how, like, for him, it's not a gay thing because he is sleeping with a woman. Now, I think it gets a little bit more complicated with Carl because he is inhabiting a woman's body and, um, sleeping with a man. How, I will say, 
That's very intriguing to me watching it because like they, they feel whatever their characters feel. And I must say, if I had the opportunity to be a man and like have sex as a man in a game, I think I would want to take that opportunity to see what it feels like. I think most people would, you know, yeah. just yeah. out of like sheer curiosity. Yeah. And apparently, they, but they he says like that. it kind of he says that it feels a lot better having sex as a woman than it does having sex as a man. Um so then I'm I don't know. It's like, does that mean that he's gay? I don't know. How, how? Well, I mean, they don't really explore it is the problem I had with the episode. Because I agree, like, the really interesting stuff is this question of gender yeah. for Carl. Yeah. Um, what's interesting for Danny is after having sex with Carl as Roxette in the game, he starts questioning his sexuality, I think, because he's like, oh, I really do have this emotional connection with Carl. And it's, I would argue it's, like, questionable if he um, is actually attracted to Carl or just to having sex in the game. But for Carl, he's like, oh, it's, like, cool to be a woman and it feels so much better and it's it's different. And, like, those questions of gender are interesting to me because he's like essentially getting to um, test out being a woman. Mm -hmm. But even, but I just like, there's not enough time to answer how those, how that works though, because like the game has to be programmed. It's not real. So somebody programmed that sensation in. Right. So also, are they like jizzing in their pants? I know y'all all all were wondering that. Like, are they jizzing in their pants every single time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I wondered that. Probably. I mean, yeah. I I feel like maybe because maybe that's why he can't like why Danny can't have sex with his wife because he comes to bed and then he's like, I already came. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can't come again. <laughs> but yeah, because I mean, if you're feeling the actual you. real sensation of an orgasm, then you are having an orgasm, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I right. think like a hundred percent they are. Well, that just seems messy. I hope they're wearing good underpants. <laughs> like, I uh, I think it's interesting, too, to just think... Because, like, obviously, like, the four of us are women, mm-hmm. and we have not experienced a male orgasm. From what I understand from what men have told me, because I've asked, because I'm, like, curious about it, like, it's... <laughs> It's, like, more concentrated in one area where the female orgasm – and this is speaking in terms of, like, you know, however you identify what your gender is, like, that's separate from these, like, sexual sensations, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not trying to be too heteronormative here uh, and too, like, cis whatever. Um, But basically, like, the vaginal orgasm, I guess, uh, is felt – Throughout the entire body. Like, would you guys agree with that? hmm Yeah. To an extent. It's, well, yeah, because it's like, like, for me, I mean, I guess I'll just talk about my own, uh, how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'm feeling very uncomfortable talking about this. <laughs> oh, I don't give a single fuck. Um, so... it's like kind of like your whole body where like a dude it's like very concentrated in this central area of like 
the dick, you know? So I think like, (laughs) I mean, I would argue that mine's mostly concentrated in, I mean, it's centered in a place. Yeah. But I think, I mean, I don't know. I like feel like it's more in my head, like in my head too. And it's Mm -hmm. like this kind of like, in your, I don't know, like, all through your whole body, where, so, and, like, also, it's true that, like, the clit has far more <laughs> Here we go. than the penis. <laughs> Emily's so, face. I mean, it's true. <laughs> all of a sudden, Emily's like, I don't like to talk about sex. I mean, it's just, we're just getting very specific. I'm just trying to explain, I'm trying to get to the point where I'm trying to explain that, like, I understand why a dude, if he had experienced, yes. like, an orgasm in that type of body, how it would be, like, super exciting and super different and, like, really intense. And I would, and as I was saying, I would absolutely, if I had access to that technology, I would use it to find out what it would be like to have sex with a man. 100%. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, like, run out and get a blowjob ASAP, because that seems to be a big deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so, (laughs) I don't know that that it actually is saying anything about his gender that he likes to experience Mm -hmm. orgasm through the video game as a woman like i don't know if he's actually questioning his gender it seems like he's not Mm -hmm. it's just like a bigger question that's not fully explored well i think it's also like a question of you know at what point does something become real and at what point Mm -hmm. is it not you know and like like as like if you're like a person who like role plays or writes fan fiction and stuff like that like there is a lot of you know like a lot of sometimes people like writing erotica together Mm -hmm. things like that it's like do are those people engaging in like you know it's kind of like there's a line that is like very blurry and i think it's really interesting and it's like something that i haven't really ever seen explored in a in a TV show before. Um, so mm-hmm. I actually really, really liked this episode. This was um, my favorite of the season. I like the premise. I think, yeah. I think my brain is just like, I'm asking all the logic questions that I shouldn't be asking. Like, why did they program this in there? And are there not filters for this sort of thing? Because if they won't let you like do other stuff in online forums now, why would they let you have sex with each other? I'm just saying, why not? I don't know. This is a future, you know, idea of what a VR game could be, which this will absolutely exist if they're able to make it happen. You know, I mean, there's like, I'm just weird saying, like, VR if porn you now. if you had a VR game where you could feel all the sensations your character was feeling, why on earth would you be fighting? <laughs> Yeah, people like punching surgery. each other, and I was like, "That looks terrible! Like you're hurting yourself." Yeah, I was immediately. I was like, "Oh my god, this looks so painful." <laughs> well, there, there's also like questions about like masculinity and like aggression. Yes, and I as sent well. you guys an article about this. Yes, um, and Emily sent a really good article from Gizmodo. Um, who wrote this article? I'm pulling it up, Charles. Polian Moore, and I'm sorry if I'm not saying that correctly, but it's talking about Striking Vipers and how it's 
sort of like exploring black mas- masculinity and sexuality specifically, which I think like that's something we need to talk about too. I mean, that was a choice that was made that both of these characters are black. And I think, you know, just historically, um, homosexuality has been more of an issue in the African-American community. I want to be careful talking about that because I am not a black person. I cannot speak to that, but I think there's definitely, um, not to say that like white dudes aren't fucked up as hell because we know they are just look at our bachelor bachelorette recaps for that. But, um, um, there is a certain standard for black masculinity that is different. Um, yeah. So yeah. And of course, like a lot of it is societal and yeah. most of it is probably societal. Yes. Uh, these ideas of masculinity that have been created in different communities. Um, and on top of like, like th- their blackness, but also like male friendships in general that are not like, gay friendships but it's like there's like a certain amount of like closeness and intimacy that you're allowed to have with like a male friend like or like two dudes are allowed to have with each other and you know if you get too close then you're gay Mm -hmm. and it's like taking that to like an extreme where it's like this is like an extreme type of intimacy that these two people are sharing and yet they're like and they feel this like strong emotional connection but it's like they're like, is this love? And it's like, well, a lot of, like, female friendships are are like that, you know? So, I mean, without, like, the sex, I guess. but yeah. The video game sex. <laughs> you know, like, the actual intimacy parts where they're just, like, hanging out and talking in the video yeah. game is, like, and they're like, oh, my God, what if we're in love? And it's like, you might just be, like, really good friends. <laughs> there's, there's, like, at the beginning of the episode, there's something made of, like, uh... Theo is asking Danny, like, what's going on with Carl? Does he seem good? And Danny's like, I don't know. Yeah. We don't we don't talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah. And we should say Theo is Danny's wife. Yeah. Yes. <sighs> yeah, but he's he's like, I don't know. We're not, you know, we don't talk about that sort of stuff. We're just dudes. But then in the video game, under these uh like different identities, they just sit and talk about all sorts of things. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a good point that, like, maybe you're just friends, dudes. Yeah. And it's okay to say I love you to your friend because there's a whole freak out about um, Carl in the game says I love you. And then he's like, fuck, that just came out or whatever. And it's like, well, you know. Well, they had just had sex. Yeah. 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 I mean, I say I love you to my friends also, but I've never said it to them after having sex with them. Um, <laughs> yeah, I try not to say because I haven't, like, had yeah. sex with my friends, but, I I mean, in that context, it's a lot more emotionally charged than just mm-hmm. telling your friend I love you, and that's why um, there's a big freak out, and then they have, they decide that they're going to meet up, and Danny is like, we have to kiss and see what's up here. And he's like, if we feel fireworks, then at least we know that that exists and we'll like deal with it from there and they like cannot do it at first (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) then they finally do it and then they're like yeah i don't feel anything and then they start fighting like well carl's like (laughs) yeah i don't feel anything and danny's like oh yeah yeah me too yeah it seemed like danny did 
feel something. Yeah. And I don't know if Carl actually did too and was like lying, but it seemed like Danny definitely did. And that's probably where some of that <laughs> aggression yeah, came well, from. Yeah, well, Carl immediately was like, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, but yeah. then he's the one who's so dead set on holding on to this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where Danny is trying to like back away from it. So it's, yeah. I just think it's really interesting. And like, I don't know. I'm, I think that this explores, because, like, Black Mirror has explored a lot of the same questions over and over again um, in different ways, but I think this is kind of a new question that mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. exploring, and I think that's what I really like. I guess about my main issue with it, as it is, is I was not satisfied with the conclusion. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's sort of a happy ending. Um, yeah, but I just, it, I kind of got left with this feeling of like, all right, so what? You know, like, what did, what are we saying then? You know, like, yeah. uh, I mean, they just, they all are getting what they want, but in weird and awful and compartmentalized ways. So, like, Theo wants to have someone pay attention to her sexually, like, romantically and feel desired. So once a month, or, or once a year, I'm not sure. Yeah, once a year. She gets to go out. I mean, I get all that, on. but, like, how does that answer the bigger question? It do- I mean, it doesn't. I mean, and I would argue that's what the problem is with this entire season yes, of Black Mirror. Is it's just like, hey, isn't this a weird thing? The end. Yep. But I, I think, I mean, I kind of think that this show is kind of like that like the show doesn't usually answer any questions to some extent yeah and it's gotten progressively more that way as it's gone i just feel like i mean and we're gonna talk about this later but i just feel like compared to previous seasons the the conclusions in these were less satisfactory and again not because i'm looking for a happy ending but just because i felt like there was less meaning in it and more like well let's just wrap this up i actually would have been more i think on board with it ending in that moment where like after theo picks danny up from jail for the fight Mm -hmm. um, and she's like what is going on and like there's like a moment where he looks like okay i'm about to just like spill the beans and then it cuts like i would have been fine with the ending right there and like not knowing if he said well, I'm in love with my friend. Yeah. <laughs> or if he told her just what was going on. Or if he lied again and just was like, nothing. I've told yeah. you a million times. Like, I would rather it be, like, open-ended and just, like, stop on that, I think. I but. do think that the way it ends is kind of, like, an argument for, like, making a relationship work and making – kind of, like, making sacrifices for the person you're with. And kind of, like, this whole idea of exploring, like – people are are becoming more and more into the idea of polyamory and, like, having Mm -hmm. open relationships and having rules and things like that. And I think that this is kind of, like, we are two people who love each other very much and we are in a committed relationship and we have children, but, like, there are things that you can't give me, you Mm -hmm. know? And, like, let's see if we can somehow make this work. Where this ends up for Carl... Yeah, I don't. I was gonna know. say, Pretty where does that lose poor Carl? Carl got a cat. I know that was <laughs> yeah, the best. Part. I hope like, he wasn't fucking it. No. Ew, uh, well, Susan. polar bear. I'm just saying, it's like a tiny polar Carl bear. Carl got a cat. Carl got a cat. Okay. Who wants to like this next PSA? Summarize this mad commercial. Oh, I will. 
(laughs) (laughs) There is a guy who drives for essentially Uber. But wait, did he like steal someone else's Uber account or something? He bought someone's Uber account on the black market. All right. That's what I thought. So he's not officially a driver. He's just... Ah, uh, no. Yeah. No. But he yeah, does function as one for a couple <laughs> drives, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he waits for people outside of this building, smithering headquarters. And uh, he keeps... He asks everyone he picks up outside this building, Hey, do you work for Smithering? I see. You're coming out of that building. And everyone says, no, 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 we don't. Eventually, he finds someone who does, so he kidnaps them. He drives them out into the middle of nowhere. Police, but he has a gun. He says he's going to shoot him. Uh, He gets chased out into the middle of a field. He just kind of parks his car in the middle of the field. And uh, the police have surrounded him. And they're like, we got to negotiate. He's got a gun. He's got a hostage. He's going to kill this guy. We got to negotiate with him. Oh, and this is in England, so they don't just shoot him outright. Yeah, I was like, if this was America, he'd be dead. Oh, yeah. No, he would have been shot, like, no episode. Wait, 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 wait. He is white. Yeah, he is white. So, So, yeah. He is white, but I think if he got out of the car and, like, like, waved a gun around wildly, like, someone would probably take a shot. Like, (laughs) at least a kneecap shot. But they're all very polite and (laughs) British about it. Like, oh, well, we've got to get the negotiator down here. Well, that was a very New Zealand accent, Mary. It was. <laughs> For a lot of the episode, they don't shoot him because shooting him would put his hostage in danger. Yes. Because yes. Once the they way. do actually get guns. Like, I'm yeah. just saying, I'm noting that they don't even have them in the first place. Like, yeah, that's you would true. see <laughs> if this but happened in America. The guy, the kidnapper named Chris, wants <laughs> to talk to Billy Bauer, the head of Smithereen, which is. We find out a social networking app that looks like Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. But but Billy Bauer is, A, like, the owner of this huge company, and B, on a silent retreat. Yes. Um, but eventually, after a bunch of, like, weird connecting of phone calls, like, Smithereen is researching Chris while the police are researching Chris, who's going to find out more quicker? Obviously, the social media company. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, piecing together pieces of Chris's life, and they figure out more or less what has been happening to him over the past couple of years. His... Uh, fiance died in a horrific drunk driving accident. Then his mom died. He had no one. He was just living in his uh, mom's house for a few months and like enacting this plan to talk to Billy Bauer on the phone. Eventually he gets to talk to Billy Bauer who's like this super chill guy played by Topher Grace. I w- when Topher Grace showed up on screen I was like oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Yes. And with his little baby ponytail. Oh, Once he talks. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Eric? Eric Foreman? <laughs> oh, yeah. His dad probably still isn't proud of him, even though he's the owner of a big company now, you know? It's like, you got your foot up your ass. <laughs> Once he talks to Billy Bauer, he basically just goes, Chris basically goes on a rant and says, um, everybody's always looking at their phones all the time. Everybody's always looking down. So when Sounding I was driving, exactly like my grandmother, right? And so when I was driving home one night with my fiance in the car, she was asleep, and I got bored, and I saw my phone ping, so I picked it up and looked at it, and then we crashed. 
So it's my fault she's dead. Because a drunk driver crashed into you. Like, but if I hadn't looked at my phone, I would have seen it coming. Yeah, you know, like, it's one of those things. So basically, it's a PSA announcement for uh, don't look at your phone while you're driving. But I have a bigger argument. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Ready. Billy Bauer is basically Jack Dorsey. Yes. From Twitter. Super hippy-dippy. Rich. All about good vibes. I don't know. And. All about those good white supremacist vibes. Yes. <laughs> and the show essentially is sort of making the argument like, or shows that like Billy doesn't actually have control over his company because he tells Chris at one point, well, you know, like, what can I do about it? They just do these things. Like people who work for me just do these things on our app. I'm not actually controlling it. I just came up with it. And Chris says, well, I don't want you to do anything. Like, I just wanted you to hear my story. Yeah. And it feels like, if this is an analog for Jack Dorsey, it feels like a big excuse, you know? Because, like, there's been so much happening on Twitter lately with Jack Dorsey being like, sure, let's keep these Nazis on here. That's fine. But I'm going to ban you for, like, sticking up for people and trying to defend them. Yeah. And... It just seems, I don't know, if, if it is an analog, it's like, well, it's fine. He's not really in control of it anyway, which I think is just, like, crap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's my loose argument. I hated this episode. Yeah. I because it seems like a lot of buildup for a weird PSA. Yeah. Yeah. It felt like a PSA. It felt like a, like, Mothers Against Texting and Driving mm-hmm. ad. Like, a very long ad. And, like, a old people against looking at your phone a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but with that being said, I will say Andrew Scott was really good in this. And oh, yeah. And he actually made me cry, which was insane because, like, the premise of this was so dumb. But I was like, still, <laughs> I believe in I believe I believed his pain, you know? Yeah. He yeah. and the – I don't know the name of the actor who played his hostage. I've not seen him before. Damson Idris? Yes. Yeah. Um, he was also really good. Yeah. And like when in this, in the struggle where, you know, like with the struggle over the gun and even before yeah. that, just like when it's just the two of them in the car, like that was like compelling to watch their interaction. And I was like stressed when I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, someone's going to get fucking shot. And like, I don't know who's going to shoot somebody and I don't want to see someone blow their own head off this close. I'm too close to them. Like I was like, stressed but then by the conclusion i was like this was just so on the nose like yeah straight through to the end that i was like okay i mean like yeah this is not like arguable like it's bad to text and drive like it is Mm -hmm. okay like we know that and we know that technology is addictive in these ways that this app was but like yeah yeah so but so what now? Yeah, like we all know this information already. Nothing new happened. Like there's I feel nothing like to discuss even... about it about those points. Yeah. Like this is agreed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're like, all there I feel now. Like, even more than an argument against texting and driving, it was an argument for like, look up from your phone. Yeah, it's like yeah, fuck you. I'm watching Netflix right now. Like, I don't need you to fucking tell me to look up from my phone. I'm looking at a TV. Yeah. Anyway. Are, you like, are you like, I don't need to look up for my phone on the subway to see this dude, like, groping someone? Yeah, like, it's, I don't, 
It just, like, didn't have anything interesting to say at all. And it, like, wasn't well-written either. And it was boring. Like, it wasn't suspenseful watching them go back and forth on phone calls trying to figure out, like... Yeah, none of that was interesting at all. Not at all. But... I I feel like the desired effect was to show that the tech company had all this information about its users more so than even the police had. And like, ooh, isn't that scary? They have all your data. Which, again, we know. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm like, have fun with my data. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, I was cool. hoping, there's not a was lot going on in there. There would be some Clone kind me. of like... I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping and like thinking that there was going to be some kind of like twist... Where it was going to be like, oh no, this is what this is really about. But yeah. it, there wasn't. Right. It just, that's the what it was. The twist was yeah. that there was, it was no just twist. That. And if Andrew Scott hadn't been playing Chris, there wouldn't have been much redeemable about it, I don't think. I feel like they got him signed on before they wrote the episode. <laughs> yeah, and then they were like, sorry. I just, you know, like, <laughs> I couldn't believe at the end it said written by Charlie Brooker, who is like the creator of this show. And I was like, I just can't believe that he wrote this episode because this feels like someone thinking, like, imitating Black Mirror and saying, like, oh, this is what a Black Mirror episode does, right? I mean, I just want to note that this, from what I've read, I've, like, read around a few sites who have, like, recapped and reviewed each episode. This is, like, one of the higher praised episodes. Like, people apparently really liked this episode. It's gotta be because of him. Or because it's people maybe enough. people don't like to think. Well, well that, we know I have that. an argument. I have an argument for why people liked the first two episodes a lot more than the third. But we got to talk about the third. For See, I've heard reveal. all of the things I've heard were that the third one was the best. So I went in thinking that the third one would be the best, and then ended up liking the first one the best. Yeah. So I guess we should just move on to the third one. Right? Yes. Yeah. Can it? Can I read this quote? Can we start with that? Yes. Uh, and then we can talk about it because, like. This, so, this is a huge issue I have with a lot of pop culture, um, and, like, this was my biggest feeling and takeaway from the episode after I watched it, and the thing that really, because, I mean, like, this is what it ends on, so, that was what really stuck with me, and it made me really furious. And so, again, this is another Gizmodo article by um, Beth Elderkin, and we'll link in the show notes. But please bear with me, because this is long, but um, really important. It's good. Really important. Should we quickly, wait, should we explain, like, what happens, or, like, what the basic premise of the episode is first? Yeah, I think so. Um, Just basically, very quickly, like, there's a famous pop star so the episode is, like, between, like, juxtaposed her and these two sisters. One of the sisters is obsessed with the pop star. Uh, so we watch their life and her life. The one who is obsessed with the pop star buys this pop star's new doll that has, like, a personality copy of of the pop star in it, of Miley Cyrus, called Ashley 2. So it's this little robot. And then meanwhile, like, while she is, like, obsessed with the pop star and, like, becoming friends with this little doll, at like, actual Ashley is, like, suffering because she is presenting this, like, pop star persona, but she actually doesn't want to do this anymore, and her aunt is basically forcing her to. Then she, her aunt ends up, you know, basically getting her put into a coma and then steals the 
creative musical content from her brain using a machine and then um, plans to replace her with a holograph of a person. Kind of like Whitney Houston. Yes. I mean, like, knowingly. Everyone knows it's a holograph. It's yeah, not like a yeah. secret It's not holograph. like she's, yeah, but she's like basically, she makes it seem like, like the coma is like a horrible accident that happened mm-hmm. instead of her actually putting she her ate into some it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ate bad shrimp and now she's in, in a an coma. irreversible coma. Yeah, and now, but we're so lucky because we have her music from her brain that we can now release after her death. And then they basically plan to like kill her after this this music gets released mm-hmm. and the new holographic persona is introduced. Um, but luckily, the little robot uh, gets the filter taken out of it um, and then can actually be Ashley's whole personality and helps the two sisters rescue her. Okay. So, this is Beth Elderkin. She says, the prop, and the name of the episode is Rachel, Jack, and Ashley, too. I don't know if we said that. Um, the problem here is that Rachel, Jack, and Ashley, too, falls into the familiar trope of mocking teenage girls for their wants and needs without examining what they are and why they exist in the first place. It's hard being a teenage girl. I'm speaking from the perspective of a cis woman, and there are a variety of experiences and perspectives along the gender identity spectrum. They're going through just as many hormonal changes as other teenagers, but don't get the, quote, boys will be boys excuses for their behavior. They're told to control their emotions, just as they're told to control their bodies for the sake of the men around them. For example, I was once called the Jezebel for dancing at a Christian music concert by myself. I was 15 years old. They're also relentlessly mocked for the things they enjoy. There's a reason Twilight was recently voted the worst movie of all time, and it's not because it's actually the worst movie of all time. It's because teenage girls' interests are an easy punching bag. Whether they like romantic movies, optimistic pop music, or makeup tutorials, it's all a joke that they need to grow out of in order to be taken seriously. When Rachel, Jack, and Ashley 2 ended with Rachel listening to the, quote, real music while others angrily fled, it didn't feel like an empowering message about finding your true self. It feels like a show trying to tell us what the empowering message is supposed to be. Some teenage girls like indie punk, and that's great. Others like optimistic bubblegum pop, along with haul videos and fanfic about being the most perfect girl in all the world for that one monster person. That's also fine. Messages of believing in yourself and finding strength in times of sorrow aren't bad on their face. It's no different than picking up a comic book to read about a superhero finding their inner strength to defeat the bad guys and save the day. What's wrong with finding a little love in a hopeless place? Ashley O's personality was fake for Ashley, and I'm glad the episode ended with her finding her own voice, but that doesn't mean Rachel was wrong for believing in what Ashley was saying. It was the voice she needed during a difficult time, someone to tell her everything was going to be all right. For many people, that can be a helpful and therapeutic thing. The ending could have been about Rachel finding her own positivity and voice, but it instead became about a squeeing fangirl whose story ended with an outward rejection and dismissal of everything she held dear. It's okay to be girly, folks, and screw anyone who tells you otherwise. Stick on earrings and the Babysitter's Club kick ass. Yes, girl. (laughs) Thank you. Golf clap. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a really good point, and it kind of hones into why I think uh, a lot of critics specifically did not enjoy this episode. It's about teenage girls. Mm-hmm. Like, 
the other two episodes in this season are about men and like men's issues, I guess. Like the first episode is like uh, exploring masculinity, a, a men concern. A men concern. Although it affects everyone, you know. <laughs> and the second episode is about a man who lost everything and now feels bad about it. Those are valid and important stories. And the critics can recognize that, but then they want to crap on this last episode. Because it's about teenage girls, and also because, specifically, they chose Miley Cyrus to star in it. And I think there's, like, an interesting meta-narrative that Miley Cyrus is playing this pop star who's very happy and outward-presenting positivity, but secretly very tormented and... Like struggling, it's very to Hannah Montana herself as a person. It's Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like that's what it is. And it was a specific choice to get Miley Cyrus to play that role. And I've just read a lot of reviews that are like, her acting's bad. She sucks. And I thought like, her acting was all, good. She was really good. Like, yeah, I will say things that I didn't like about this, but her acting I thought was great. Yeah. Um, I've also read some criticisms that say. That this feels like a kids movie. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. I don't think that's unintentional though. And it seems like people, critics that I've read, are like reading it as this is a kids movie, so it's somehow lesser. Mm-hmm. Whereas I would argue that it's using like a familiar structure of a, like a kids action movie kind of thing. Like, to, let's sneak into the house. And, yeah, and yeah, then, like, like get the adult guard. bad guys. You know, it's a, it's very, yeah. like, tropey for a kid's action movie to be about the kids, um, mm-hmm. at, like, getting the best of this group of bad guys who are adults. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it, and it like, is. Saving I mean, the it day. Like, they structure. literally, like, go all over town and save the day. Yeah, and they bust into the holographic concert at the end and mm-hmm. just... Uh, expose the the bad guy for who she really is and yeah and like uh, after I watched this episode which I feel a lot calmer now maybe unfortunately <laughs> but after I watched this episode I was like walking around my living room yelling at Todd and Jenny essentially even though they agreed with me I was like, people just hated this episode because it's about girls. Nobody cares about teen girls. Everybody cares if the guy gets to get sucked in Street Fighter. (laughs) (laughs) But nobody cares about girls feeling like they don't belong. Okay, but what about the (laughs) fact that at the end of this episode, they're basically shitting on those girls for liking pop music because that's really what she's talking about in this article i see that i see that argument and i don't disagree with it i do think people do this to everything teenage girls like and twilight's a great example of that um because twilight really ain't that bad like well actually (laughs) i'm gonna say that twilight is really bad and also really problematic and yeah uh gives young women really really negative ideas about what relationships should be like but so so it's not the worst thing out there it's not twilight is not the worst movie of all time 
No, no, it's not. And there it's are lots really of bad. things that are really <laughs> bad examples for girls and really problematic that everyone's fine with because it's not beloved by a bunch of teenage girls. Yes. Yeah, no, totally true. Um, I think Twilight's just a good example of, like, what happens when something becomes famous because... Teenage girls love it. Yeah. Teenage girls love yeah. it. I, I guess, like, I understand this argument... And pre-reading about it, like, when I was actually watching the episode, I guess I didn't interpret it as they were, uh, like, shedding their little girl pop music obsession. Like, Jack looks the same as she's always looked, right? Like, mm-hmm. playing the guitar, wearing eyeliner, wearing a bunch of black. And Ashley looks like she has embraced kind of what she wanted to be secretly when her aunt wasn't looking. Rachel looks the same and she's there enjoying the concert, but I sort of interpreted it as like they saved this person, this pop star, and she's like happy she's free, I guess. I think, sorry to interrupt you. No, it's okay. Okay. The issue is not with, uh, with Rachel or Ashley. Yeah, like, we, the or fans. Any, like, the article saying that, like, Ashley, Ashley is becoming the person she wanted to be, and that's fine. Yeah. Well, and also, like, like, Rachel herself, like, that, what really, what, what really rubbed me the wrong way at the end of the episode and what this article, cause, like, I was enjoying it, and then the end, like, the very last moments when yeah. there are two mm. former Ashley O fans who are in the, concert and then she's like rocking out and they like run out like squealing like that was horrible mm-hmm. i hated that and they like run away and they yeah. look like it makes them look like they're stupid like, oh they just don't get it her deep yes, art exactly and like that really run me the wrong way and and like this article really crystallized that mm-hmm. because it's like it's it's really similar to there's a really great article that I will find and link to i forget like who it was a while ago it might have been buzzfeed or something but it was after the um, the bombing happened at Ariana Grande's concert right. in Manchester. Um, and the article was about, ha- like, the resilience of teenage girls and how, like, we shit on them all the time and how, like, like something like this happened to them and, like, like teenage girls were the target, essentially, of this bombing, you know? And... It, it was a really good article, and it was a lot about this kind of stuff that, like, we we treat teenage girls like the things that they like aren't important. And if you still like that, like, then you're not an adult yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I do agree about the two fans. That was not a great... It just sucks great to moment. end it that way. Yeah. yeah. And well, it, it, it does. Also, I mean, it was... Yeah, I wish that hadn't been there. <laughs> yeah. Because other than that, I really liked this episode as a whole. And I thought at the end, like, I don't feel like Rachel abandoned, like, her the stuff that she liked. Because I think the thing she embraced about Ashley O was the message of, like, be who you want to be. Right. And I yeah. think now she's, like happy for Ashley for doing that and she seems to be like just enjoying that and she's still like supporting that same message and believing that same message I think the other two the two um Ashley O fans at the end though 
um, it was a bummer. <laughs> yeah. It was yeah. such a small moment and it made such a huge impact. Like, I just like want to know who decided that should be in there. I'm sure it was <gasps> Probably a man. A man yes. <laughs> I importantly central to this episode is a nine inch nails song. Yes. Can we please talk about nine inch nails? Yes. Can we please? Um, Ashley O sings a lyric changed pop version of Head Like a Hole. Which really was my anthem as a teenage girl, so I was here for it. And then at the end of the episode, she sings a punk version with the Nine Inch Nails original lyrics. Which I loved loved. the whole time. I loved it. I loved her. I mean, I didn't love the pop song because the lyrics are like terrible. I love the pop song. Like, I love like. Here's the thing. I like that sound though. Miley Cyrus and Nine Inch Nails are like two of my favorite musical acts coming together. Never thought I'd see the day. Loved it. I love Miley. Like, love Miley. Love Nine Inch Nails. Was here for it. Um, I also just I have to quickly say that I found it hilariously ironic that while she was being her real true punk self she like stage dove and was clearly lip syncing um (laughs) also speaking of lyrics i would just like to say like while i love had like a whole let's not act like these are fucking amazing lyrics they're not no they're very simple they're very simple and they're very repetitive. It's, Head it's like the a same, hole, like, black as your soul. Lines. I'd rather die than give you control. Here's the thing. Um, there's a reason that this is a song that was an anthem for me as a teenager. It's, you know, like getting back to things that we like as teenagers. And again, I still dig it. I'm not saying like I'm not knocking it. I haven't like grown out of it. But like these are like angry teenage emotions, right? These are things yes. that like as a teen you're like, I fucking hate everybody. Nobody's going to control me. Like, you know, and it's speaking to that. And I think in a similar way, like that's kind of like the same thing that like teen pop songs do. Right. It's not necessarily that the, like, yeah, the lyrics are kind of like simple, but like it's speaking to somebody, like somebody's hearing that and identifying with it, you know? Yes. Just to clarify my um, lyric comment on the pop version. I love pop music. I love, I especially love it if there's a synthesizer involved. So this was like, (laughs) I was like getting down. The line, achieving my goals, I could not. Okay. That's where. (laughs) That's the part where it really just. (laughs) That's where things stop for me. I just, I was just imagining her filling out her bullet journal, you know, like getting that checklist done. And I was like, yes, queen. I love a bullet journal and queen. Get it. <laughs> I, I liked both versions. Both a, versions. A moment that I must quickly mention before I forget that I loved was that while she was in her coma, they still put the wig on her to record. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> this, she's just like lying there like this, and there's just this wig like sloppily placed on her head. (laughs) We can't let him know she has real hair. Yeah, like, what? (laughs) I I really liked this episode, though. And it, I mean, I guess, like, too, it kind of resonated with me. We all have different tastes, and we all have different, like, experiences. And I guess it resonated with me specifically because, like, I do children's lit, and so I am familiar with the argument of, like, what you do and like isn't important because it's for children. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I very easily sort of read that on to like young girls liking this pop music. It's not a, it's not art because it's for children mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So like I really enjoy kind of like exploring that topic. Um I also Todd made a good point when we were watching this, and I will give him credit for it instead of stealing it, <laughs> but he said, this is clearly like a pre-Lord, pre-Billie Eilish pop star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very true. Because it's like, there's a part where her her aunt is like, she's writing these like dark lyrics. That's not going to sell. Nobody wants that. No and one it's like, actually. That's very successful right now, and there are a lot of pop stars who are, like, making a fuck ton of money by making, like, alt-girl pop stars. But I wonder if this is more of a commentary on pop stars like Miley Cyrus when she was younger, or someone like Jojo Siwa, who's, like, got a very carefully crafted persona that is specifically marketed to young girls. Right. Or Taylor Swift. Buh. Hey, uh-uh. Buh. We're not doing that. <laughs> Let's not shit on things that teenage girls and Emily like. And me. <laughs> and Susan. Taylor Swift is fine. I just, like, sometimes I'm like, calm down. <laughs> calm down. Which is funny, because our last single, or most recent you single. Need is, you need to calm down. Yeah, because, like, she's, like, a an LGBTQ ally now, you it's, know? no. Y'all need to stop. I don't want to get into this. Like, we can... It doesn't matter that she wouldn't say who she was voting for. She has... She said. She has said. All right? Leave her alone. After? Leave Taylor alone! (laughs) I will Ah. never. I will not. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) Y'all, we're just gonna... This is gonna... I think a lot of my... I think if we discuss this, it's gonna split this podcast in two. Okay? The right side... Yeah. Me and Emily. That's and right. You haters. Y'all are. I'm not haters. a hater. I just feel kind of ambivalent about her. Haters. You made it ugh sound. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Well, I'm more thinking of like her song that's on the radio right now. I really don't like it. I'm thinking about just how bad she is in general, but it's fine. We can move on. <laughs> this is not the view of Book Squad Goals as a podcast. Taylor Swift fans listening, please know. The point is, though, when. When people, like, I would say adult women, or women in their 20s, go to Taylor Swift concerts now because this is what they were listening to, like, coming into their young adulthood, and yeah. still, people give them a ton of shit about it. Exactly. Yeah. And, and y'all, like, like, y'all are giving us shit right I'm now. I'm gonna go to this fucking Listen, concert. Listen, I'm speaking as a full-grown woman who loves Ariana Grande with all my heart. No, I get I was Lord. just making the comparison to Miley Cyrus, who I would also love to see Would live, love. But... Yes. Love Miley. Party in <laughs> the I mean, USA. If, one of you, if you guys were team. like, if you guys were like, we're gonna go see Taylor Swift, and we're so excited, I would be like, yes, that sounds like a good well, time. Well, yeah, but you're I like a cool you enjoy person. It. Not everyone is. Susan, let's go see Taylor Swift. Let's go. Just to to. to spite these bitches. I don't have the money for that. I had to pay. I'm not not inviting you. You're not invited. (laughs) Okay. Kelly and I are going to go see Mitski. That's fine. I don't even fucking care about Mitski. Just kidding. I'm not. Kelly's going to go see Emily doesn't even like music, so why are we having this conversation? (laughs) Moving on. Right. Um, guys, I have to tell you a story. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, one Halloween, I dressed as Miley Cyrus. That's beautiful. 
in a wrecking ball Miley Cyrus. No, 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 like um, Hannah Montana. Like, pretty Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. Like yeah. it was like with I wasn't blonde, but I had like the colorful streaks in the hair. I had like the it was the long curly haired yeah. brunette Miley. It was and my best while... friend Leslie says, "Oh, she's just being Miley, Miley." Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was see you again. Miley. I can't um, wait. Man, I loved that jam. Such a then. jam. So Such anyway, jam. I went went out to like a, we had a date party, Halloween date party. I had my date. He was dressed as Billy Ray. <laughs> that and is kind of fucked we, up. That's <laughs> real fucked up. It was super fucked up. Anyway, what's more fucked up is he fucking he changed his clothes afterwards, and he dumped me while I was wearing that fucking costume, and I had to walk, like, five blocks like that at, like, two in the morning, dressed who? like fucking Hannah Montana. Who is this man that dumped you on Halloween? The Lord's holiday. Oh, he's now my ex-husband. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Yes. <laughs> Joe, if you're listening, which, if you're listening, come on, move on, you're pathetic. But also, fuck you he isn't so not listening but um yeah that's really funny i gotta be honest <laughs> like, Who's this that's ass? the kicker of the story who did that oh i'm that later married him <laughs> and then i am filled with rage if right. you don't love me at my miley it, then <laughs> you don't deserve me <laughs> i don't know the end of that at your Susan? That old adage. But, um. My Hannah Montana? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, so I have to, I have to go home now dressed like this and like crying, like, hor- like looking horrible. You know? Not even so worth anyway, crying about, that, girl. Mm-mm. That happened. Well, yeah, I mean, it, I'm fine now. <laughs> but when I was, when I was 20 and that happened, I was like, this fucking sucks. Like, I'm dressed like a goddamn. Disney Channel whore because that's kind of the look I was going for I don't think she's a Disney (laughs) Channel whore but I was going for you know (sighs) Disney Channel whore makes me think of Spring Breakers Spring Break I love that movie Spring Break speaking of things I love people hate on me about James Franco girl I'm not going to hate on you for that you know that I know we're We're on the same page about a lot of these things that's right but we're on the same page about Jimmy Simpson (laughs) Yeah, oh, y'all, yeah, y'all can have that page. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll take it too. <laughs> Good, we can each have half a page. Y'all, y'all enjoy. I think we all have pages that we're on the same page on. <laughs> I didn't right? know this, but the other day we were watching something. I saw someone who looked like Jimmy Simpson, and Jenny said, "Oh, is that the actor whose family asked him to stop playing creepy people?" <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen? Yes! Like, apparently, oh he played so many, like, villains on Law and & Order, and just, and, like, creepy, a creepy dude on It's Always Sunny, and his family was like, look, can you not play creepy? Can look, you, like, really play somebody want you to be the sex symbol you deserve to be. And that some people know you can be. <laughs> okay. Just, like, really quickly, overall final comments on this, the whole season, and just, like, mm. what'd you think? It had, its highs were high, its lows were low. <laughs> its highs were it was the okay. best of times. <laughs> its lows were real low. I don't know, if this were my first season of Black Mirror, I don't know that I would be, like, super excited about continuing. Fair. Yeah. Also, it's just, like, a bummer when, 
there's only three episodes and like none of them are like amazing, you know? Like I appreciated that it was three eps. Because last season I didn't even finish last season. My cousin's review of this season of Black Mirror was I was really bummed out that there were only three episodes and then I watched them and now I'm relieved. <laughs> Yeah. But that's the thing is, like, I feel like a lot of Black Mirror seasons will have, like, it'll be, like, you know, six episodes or whatever. It'll have, like, two that are really, really good, one that's really bad, and three that are, like, middling. Mm -hmm. And, like, I feel like we got, like, the three middling episodes. Yeah, I feel like we needed the the (laughs) three more to get to the good ones. So we needed, like... Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they have to get warmed up. Oh, no. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna watch more Black Mirror. I'm you should definitely watch the other ones, and then you'll I'm gonna see. watch the ones you guys told me to watch. Yeah. yeah Go back okay. to the beginning, but don't feel pressure to watch the pig sex one. Yeah, but uh, definitely watch. Obviously, watch Be Right Back, but also watch the entire history of you. Yes, that's mm-hmm. a good that's one that too. Called. That was the first one I that's watched. One. Actually, that would be me. I would be like, "Oh, you said what?" Let's rewind. Yeah. Let's rewind the tape. Like that is a dangerous technology to have yes. because I would abuse the shit out of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do we have any other Black Mirror episodes that we want to mention? Um, I feel like I do, and now I can't think of them. Black Christmas. Oh, Black Christmas Amazing. is great. Incredible. Um, John Hamm is in it. Always great. Yes. Always great to see John Hamm. Let's have him around. And that's a great one that has like multiple twists that like yeah. really pay off. Um, do not watch the Waldo moment unless you want to get really depressed about the fact that that one came true. <sighs> because that is basically about Donald Trump. And also the, the worst, ep- possibly my least favorite episode of the entire show. Yeah. Um, Hang the DJ's pretty good. Oh yeah, I love that one. Um, Ar- I found a lot of people didn't like Archangel, but I really liked that one. Also, apparently it was directed by Jodie Foster, which I did not realize. I remember that, but I don't like that one. I like that one. But I liked the, what was the one with the scary house game? Oh, the, yeah. um, play test. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. There are a lot of good ones. Yeah. White bear, white bear. That's a good one. I like that one. The AV t- the AV Club did a ranking of all of the Black Mirror episodes from worst to best. What was the worst? Uh, the worst is Shut Up and Dance. Is this before season five came out? No. Really? Okay. Yep. Uh, the worst is Shut Up and Dance. Which one is Shut Up and Dance? That's the one with uh, the porn. The guy watching porn. Oh, oh God. That is the worst one. Smithereens is number 21 out of 23. Mm. Yeah. I, and Smithereens actually no, kind of reminds just, me of You're going to have to post the link so we can all look at it. I will say number one, the best, they say, is San Junipero. And number two is Be Right Back. That seems right. And number three is the USS Callister. This is all. And number what? four is Nosedive. Man. So we're all up Oop. in the top. Hey, we did it! It happened to be the only other one I've seen. <laughs> we did it, y'all. We picked the top four. Good job. And Hang the DJ is number five. Like that one, too. Yes. The Entire History of You yep, is number yep. six. White Christmas is number Look seven. Look at this! <laughs> Fuck yeah. Why did I say Black Christmas? <laughs> I think I said that, Black too. Mirror. Yeah. yeah. White mirror. 
looking for a podcast about young adult literature. As a young adult uh, reader, would you like as a young adult? Would you like to hear about a young adult podcast you should listen to? Yes, I've actually listened to this before. I have too. Um, it's great. Um, so this is a, like it. for a real recommendation, y'all. Um, so let's tell you what it is. Hey YA. Hey YA is a bi-weekly podcast brought to you by Book Riot, North America's largest independent book website. And y'all also know I work for them, so check them out. YA experts and enthusiasts Kelly Jensen and Eric Smith host the show, which delves into YA trends, adaptations, news, and boatloads of young adult book recommendations of all kinds. Like, seriously, if you want to stay up to date on what's coming out in YA literature, like, Hey YA has got you covered. They, your, your TBR list is just going to explode and your brain is going to explode from all the YA that you're <laughs> going to have to read. It's so good. Um, In a good way. Yes. Each episode is guaranteed to amp up your TBR and leave you feeling excited about the wide and wonderful world of young adult books. You can listen to AYA on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your podcatcher of choice. Just kind of like how you found us. You can find them. So do it. It's hey YA, and we will link to them in the show notes as well. Yay! Yay! We have some listener feedback yes. from Jen, our friend, friend of the show, fellow Hufflepuff, <laughs> and Hattiesburg resident. Yeah. Jen says, I wanted to let y'all know that I enjoyed the travel sode. I like the structure of the episode, and even though you covered so many topics, it all still felt coherent and connected. That's very generous. I also thought having Kelly, hey, that's me, <laughs> pop in every once in a while to provide some extra explanations was well done. Your karaoke was great. I also liked all the discussions, including favorite books, the columns, the life lessons, and the sims. I'm also really glad Mary's car was found. I also had no idea about that rule. They sh- there should be signs. I am indignant on Mary's behalf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Overall, it was a really fun episode, and I hope y'all get to do more. Jen. Thanks, Jen. I just threw my tablet pen in excitement. Kelly, Kelly is the real MVP for stitching that episode together yes. and having a vision. While going through a breakup. I'm yes. single. Um, hey, boy. Thanks, hey, guys. <laughs> what kind of costume were you wearing? What? When he dumped you. Were you not in costume? <laughs> Isn't, Isn't that how all breakups happen? Yeah. In costume? <laughs> I was wearing a, I'm editing a podcast and I'm only halfway done. I really wish you would have waited until I finished editing this podcast to break up with me. Costume. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's her sad bitch costume. So yeah. The actual outfit was denim shorts and actually a Lord t-shirt. That's pretty Ooh, hot. Perfect. It's pretty hot. Yeah. Well, his loss. For uh, sure. We also have a featured bookstore. It's my featured bookstore. It's called Unnameable Books in Prospect Heights, Brooklyn. Uh, this bookstore is very interesting. It's very small, and I've been in a couple times. It's actually really close to my apartment. Um, I talked to the man behind the counter and asked him some questions, but most of the questions I asked, he was like, well, the owner's kind of mysterious and secretive, and I'm not really supposed to say. What? What? <laughs> Yeah, it was. Did you guys? You guys need to read my post because yeah. it was a front. Uh, I read it. It was strange. The old man. Yes. Yeah. And and then I, he was like, "Well, you can." I was like, "So should I not say this in the in the thing?" Because he would he'd be like, "Well, I'll tell you this one thing," and then he'd tell me, and then I'd be like, "Should I not say this?" He's like, "Well, just don't say who told you." 
And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know your name. And he's like, you could just call me the old guy who works at the store who's not the owner. Wow. I was like, Do, are they not going to be able to figure out who that is? I don't know. And then I was like, very then I was like, maybe he was the owner. And then I looked it up and he wasn't the owner. So I guess he's just putting his job in jeopardy. But thanks, dude, for uh, giving me some cool info. I was also like, can I take pictures? And he was like, well, you're not really supposed to, but, you know. If I didn't know that you were taking them, then it would be fine. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go not take some pictures. <laughs> Do they, like, like, not cool. want people to come to their store? What's happening? I don't – it's vi- – I don't know. It's weird. But uh, they're a really cool bookstore. They have. They actually have a lot of events and readings and, like, discussions of things. And it's small and it's a used bookstore primarily. Like, they have almost no new, new books. So it's mostly used stuff. And really cool, like, old – books and a lot of stuff that's like you you pick it up and you're like this I probably cannot find this anywhere else so it's really cool if you're ever in Prospect Heights Brooklyn check it out and then hit me up we can get a drink I'm single (laughs) um (laughs) I'm just reading this post now and I'm like who who owns it (laughs) why is this a mystery I actually had I had fun writing the post because it was so weird so the old guy told me. <laughs> uh, anyway, what else is on the blog other than my? Yeah, check out my featured bookstore post. It's it's different. It's a different one. <laughs> well, I have not had a chance to read it yet, but now I'm very excited about reading it. I was excited about reading it anyway, but you know. Thanks. I'm sure excited now. I mean, I guess Bachelorette recaps are a thing. Yes, always and forever. I mean, not forever. I just wrote a guest. Post you did. Recap. Thank you for that. Kelly is Thank feeling very saying. ashamed of her team that she picked for you, Susan. That was the theme of that yeah, episode. Yeah, we discussed it. I told her I probably would have picked the same people she picked, so it's all good, and it's our team. Yeah. Know? Like, we're in it together. Kinda. That's fine, because I recruited Mary Mary's on my team. Yeah. So, you're not the only one who has a You teammate. guys have, like, the only person left on your team who isn't a shitty asshole yet. Yeah. Well, you so, have both of the people who aren't shitty assholes. Tyler and Mike. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. True. Don't forget about Tyler and Mike. I don't My know which one you forgot about. My full of shitty assholes. <laughs> I forgot about Mike because I feel like he's going home soon. Well, he is, but we can still hope that he'll be the bachelor, right? Yeah. Yes. I mean, if Juan Pablo can get there. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like they can. really were burned that time. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, but Hannah went home before hometowns also. That's true. And if if he goes home before hometowns, which I suspect he will, I suspect, is yeah. what I said, um, he could still make it. <sighs> I just, he's so dreamy, y'all. I'm really hoping for him. Okay, I what else? What else we got? Um, Love Island. So I'm not recapping Love Island because that would be batshit crazy, but I do talk. That would be actually insane. That would be actually How insane. would anyone do that? <laughs> I'm having enough. It would become a Love Island blog. Yeah, I'm having <laughs> yeah. enough trouble as it is just like keeping up with watching it, let alone like trying to record any information about it but i do talk about how um the show has basically destroyed my life for the summer um for better or for worse so not a condoning right like i'm not like condoning anyone like go out and do this however if you do great please let me know so that i can talk to someone about it um yeah so i I wrote about that oh i also wrote about (laughs) child's play and i named it the best episode of black mirror season five yeah so check that out uh mary went to see it with me so she can 
let you know. It was it was good. I love seeing Aubrey Plaza as a mom, like in a mom role. Yeah. I'm really excited to see it. Also, Mark Hamill obviously. trying to act like he's retiring from doing creepy cartoon voices. We see you, Mark. Also, please, Mark. Paperboy's in this movie. Paperboy. He is. Paperboy. Love Paperboy. Gotta love that Paperboy. That's right. When's Atlanta coming back? I need it. Uh, I wrote a new installment of Late to the Game Yay. about the 2015, I believe, video game from From Software, Bloodborne. Uh, it is a notoriously difficult game from the people who make the Dark Souls games. It is so hard. I can't <laughs> say enough how hard this game is. Like, I've heard as we've been recording Todd, like, yelling a little bit in the living room because he's playing Bloodborne right now. <laughs> and he sounds frustrated with it. Or maybe he's yelling at the Democratic debate. I don't know. <laughs> but I read about this game and I give you five tips that I wish I would have known before I started playing Bloodborne. Nice. Um, there's also a new Pod Squad installment. <gasps> Um, this one is about another true crime podcast that I've recently discovered and I love called Crime Junkie. Mm. Um, so check that out, especially if you nice. like crime. I love crime. Love it. It's my favorite. If you I mean, like I don't love crime, crime, but I like hearing about crime. committing crimes. So this is for you. Well, Mary's the one with all the hot tips about crimes. She's the one who let us know that oh, yeah, it always true. happen on the weekends. Hi, Edward. That's when everyone goes out to do their crimes. Oh, Edward. Look at that face. That's the face of somebody who's so oh happy. Put him, make him purr in the mic. Oh. Can you hear him? Yeah. That's the stuff. Yes. <laughs> I love that sound. Did you just have a whole Seriously? body orgasm? Yes. Yeah, I did. I felt it in every part of my body, not just my penis. I want you to know I'm holding him and his paws are doing this. Oh, baby! What a baby. He's so cute. I love cats. <laughs> um, okay, so if you have... <laughs> Why is that so funny? What are you laughing about? I'm still laughing at Kelly saying not just my penis. <laughs> I was just laughing because you were like, I love cats. And it was like a long silence. <laughs> I was we're just all thinking laughing about, for different reasons. We're just I tired. was just thinking about, I love cats. I love every kind of cat. I do. <laughs> it's true. And I want to um, And I want little bow ties. I want to give you a fun fact about me that maybe you didn't know. I love cats. I love cats. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were like changing the subject. No. <laughs> Hell no, I'm never changing the subject. Cats forever. On the next book episode, we are doing a book that I picked, which is called Evie Drake Starts Over by Linda Holmes, who you may know from Pop Culture Happy Hour, but who you will in the future know as an author. This book just came out, like, yesterday, so... I'm already on chapter six! A week ago, speaking from the current time that this podcast is out. Go get it. Read it. And we are going to be joined by a very, very special guest, internet queen of books, Liberty Hardy. Mm-hmm. Woo! So. I'm excited. Uh, if you have any questions or comments, if you've like already read the book or you think you're gonna, you can send them to us beforehand. Otherwise, you can send them 
after. You can also send us any comments or questions that you had about Black Mirror. Mm. Or the Mars Room. To Book Squad Goals. No, that's not it. <laughs> Guys, can you believe I just got the email address wrong? It's the squad at booksquadgoals.com. Kelly, you had one job. I know. My other job, also, next other sode, The Lion King. Wow, I'm leading twice in well, a row. Well, Susan did that, too. So. True. Susan, yeah, you did we don't great. Plan very well at all, do we? I didn't do a lot. Uh, I feel like you put more questions in the doc. I was just like, let's talk about these in order. Yeah. Go. There you go. I tried to impose limits. I was told no. <laughs> <laughs> so... I don't think I led. Uh, <laughs> I was told no. I tried to create boundaries. They were breached. <laughs> they were shattered. Um, okay. The next other episode is The Lion King, the Disney movie. You're going to see it, so why not watch it? I'm going to cry so episode. hard, guys, at that movie. I know. I'm ready. Me too. My body is ready. <laughs> My tear ducts are ready. You're going to feel those tears all over your body, not just in your tear ducts. <laughs> yeah. Not just in my penis. <laughs> oh, yeah, tear ducts, sorry. My bad. Um, okay, you can follow us on social media at Goals. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Please go ahead and subscribe if you want us to pop up in your feed every other Monday. Oh, you want us to pop up in your feed. Yeah, I know. I'm just... Basically, I'm always talking about dicks. Yeah. Um, Gonna pop it back up. <laughs> pop it back up. Oh, man. Use your, your electric power. Mm-hmm. Also, okay, yeah, subscribe. And okay, yeah. give us a rating yeah. and a review yeah. on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they call it now. And on anything, just give us good reviews on literally everything. Like, go on Facebook, give us a good review. Go on Podcast gives good review. Go on Yelp, gives good review. We're not on Yelp, but you could start it. Um, thank you for listening, and that's my thing that I did. Awesome job, everyone! Everyone, I feel did like I great. did better than usual. The end. <laughs> May the force be with you, and also with you, and also with you. <laughs>